Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hey, Desi. Hi. Welcome back. I'm back, baby. You're back in Los Angeles. Yeah. We're doing a mini this week. We're going to resume with our regularly scheduled main episode next week. Mm hmm. After the new year. Yeah. You'll be fine. Well, you'll- <laughs> <laughs> I like doing mini episodes. Me too. So let's talk about what was in the news this past week. Our first story is from. Kalamazoo, Michigan. This is from Michigan Live. Drunken man poops on PT Cruiser, (laughs) tells hospital staff his blood will be pure natural ice. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot going on. It's a lot of info in that headline. I also love that it's a PT Cruiser. (laughs) Just like a nice blast from the past. (laughs) That detail makes it so good. Conservation officers with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources recently had an encounter that is hard to believe, and it involves a PT cruiser, owls, poop, and natural ice. They're referring Mm -hmm. to like natty ice. Okay. Did you ever drink those as a kid? No. They're bad. Yeah. Still here, read on. According to an official DNR report, the bizarre incident occurred in early December at the Gordneck State Game Area in Kalamazoo County when conservation officers Cameron Wright and Joshua Solace came across a PT cruiser parked at one of the entrances. The man in the vehicle said he parked there to listen to the owls and that he wanted to be left alone. But the COs noticed an open, tall container of natural ice beer in the cup holder. They asked the man on a scale of 1 to 10 how drunk he was. And he responded with, I'm at a 5. I'll be honest, I'm drunk, according to the report. Wait, who are the people talking to him? Are they security or cops? They're conservation officials. Oh, okay. So they're working at this conservation for wild game. Okay. And they're like, how drunk? This is not an official drunk test. They, right. They're saying, give me a scale of one to 10. Based on the response, the officers began conducting sobriety tests, but partway through the man made a face of shock, <gasps> grabbed his rear, dropped his pants to his ankles and began defecating on the rear bumper of his PT cruiser. Wait, <laughs> there was a moment of shock. <laughs> Even he was shocked. So, I mean, I like, He can't, he had an emergency. This was not a disrespectful thing. He also would have liked this not to happen, I believe. (laughs) And it was on his PT cruiser. Yeah, so it's not like vandalism. Because the headline does make it seem like he's taken a dump on someone else's PT cruiser. I also like that this article was like, are you still interested? It's like, yes, everyone is interested from the headline. (laughs) No one's not reading further. (laughs) I know. 
He was arrested and taken to the hospital for a blood draw. On the way there, the man noticed that the CO, Wright, was using his GPS and said, man, I'm the drunk one here, and I have to give you directions on how to take me to jail, you moron. Wow. (laughs) Maybe he's a little drunker than a five. Yeah. (laughs) During the blood draw, the man also mentioned that the nurses were not drawing his blood, but instead said, it's all beer. Not going to lie to you. (laughs) Pure natural ice. The man was lodged in the Kalamazoo County Jail and charges were submitted to the prosecutor's office for review. I like that when they asked him what he's doing, he's like, I just want to be left alone. (laughs) I just feel like that's the best response to any authority. Like, (laughs) please just leave me alone. I'm sitting here. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm thinking or whatever he was doing. Yeah. He seems like he's going through it. This guy's, yeah, send this guy to a counselor. I mean, he just shot on his own car. And technically, he didn't drive. He was parked. We don't know. We can't predict the future. They should have asked him, not how drunk are you, but how sad are you? What's (laughs) really going on? What What is this really a symptom of? They should have given him that chart that you get like on a scale of 1 to 10, like the pain level with those smiley faces. Yes. And like, how do you feel inside? Yeah. He would have been a five. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fucking wild story. This is out of Oregon Live. A TikTok psychic claimed to have solved the University of Idaho murders. Her suspect, in quotes, is suing. This woman on TikTok who claims to be a psychic was like, this is who did it. So she named the name. She named the name. Without allegedly. Without allegedly, it says a, this, a self-described psychic sleuth on TikTok claimed to have solved the murders of four students at the University of Idaho in November, accusing a professor at the school of conspiring oh. to murder the students in order to cover up an illicit affair. <gasps> How did she crack the case? Tarot cards. Oh, the wow. university. That's her evidence. The University of Idaho professor named in the TikTok videos has filed a defamation lawsuit against Texas-based TikTok personality Ashley Guillard, who accused the history chair of being the perpetrator in the killing of four students in an off-campus home on November 13th. Police still have not named a suspect and have not found the knife that they say was used in the quadruple homicide that took the lives of U of I seniors Madison Mogan, 21 of Coeur d'Alene, Kaylee Goncalves, 21 of Rathdrum, Junior Zana Kernodal, 20 of Post Falls, and freshman Ethan Chapin, 20 of Mount Vernon, Washington. On November 24th, Guillard, an internet sleuth with more than 105,000 followers, posted six videos to her account in which she claimed that Rebecca Schofield was responsible for the four deaths. This is crazy that she would do this, that she would accuse this woman. Yeah. Don't you think? Like- this is wild. Guillard also said that the professor had been involved in a romantic relationship with one of the victims, Goncalves, and that that was the motive. The lawsuit mm. says that Guillard has, quote, decided to use the community's pain for her online self-promotion. In one video, which has more than 2.5 million likes, Guillard flat out accuses Schofield of participating in the killings. (sighs) According to the complaint, Guillard uses tarot cards and other readings to solve crimes. 
she claims to have solved several high-profile cases, including the deaths of Takeoff from Migos, businesswoman Shankella Robinson, and internet personality Kevin Samuels. She solved those murders? That's what she says. Mm. She solved them. Oh, Ashley. (laughs) Schofield began working at U of I in 2016 and became the history department chair in 2021. The complaint states that she was visiting friends in Portland at the time of the killings and had never taught or met any of the victims. According to the court filing, Schofield sent Giard a letter on November 29th demanding that she take down the defamatory videos. Instead, Giard later that week posted additional videos making accusations against Schofield. Now, here's what I wonder. How did she come upon this woman's name? Like, has it ever been connected to the case at all? I don't think so. I don't know what I'm gleaning from this article, and please... Write in if you know more about this. Um, just what I'm gleaning from reading this article is that she's like a true crime psychic buff or something. Right. So maybe and, she like saw a, a professor in her and then she just looked through all the um, names of professors and was like, oh, it's Rebecca. Like yeah. she had some little jolt. <laughs> like whatever. Right. Like this, just, this is crazy. Yeah, this is really wild. This story is very wild and sad and it's just so. I, the only thing I had seen was they had some footage of the, the two women, young women, walking with a guy. Yeah. But then it ended up also being not nothing. Right. Um, I hadn't seen anything. It's just so mysterious. I actually don't know anything about this case at all. So I've definitely seen it pop up on social media. I, I don't know a ton about it, um, but I did read. I think when that that like camera footage came out, it just seems very rant like almost random yeah. because there's no suspects. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. It's a very sad story. Um, like I said, I don't know too much about it just from reading this article really about the, this this woman who claims to be a psychic and she's like sounds like she has a big following on TikTok. Uh, the complaint says she fears for her life and for the lives of her family members. I mean... The psychic? The, no, oh, not the, the teacher. The teacher does. Okay. I mean, this video of her accusing her has 2.5 million likes on it. She, I just don't get it. She has incurred costs, including costs to install a security system and security cameras at her residence. She fears that Guillard's false statements may motivate someone to cause harm to her or her family members. The suit seeks relief for Guillard's false statements about a relationship and for claiming she was involved in the killings. She's asking for a jury trial in Idaho. Anyway, I'm gonna, I just think psychics should be a little bit like, like okay, technically I'm not 100%, right? Right. Because you never really know. Well, how is she so confident? To, what's wild to me is to put it on bla- to put this woman on blast like that to her followers. Like, to, if you're a psychic, you still have to follow the law of like libel. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. To, so, to up the ante too, when this woman was like, "Can you stop?" and she like put more videos out. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, I just thought that was like I, I kind of want to look more into this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't harass, don't harass this lady, and um. What else do we got? Okay, this is out of the Warrington Guardian. This is from the UK. So this is different than the Guardian Guardian. This is the Warrington Guardian. Oh. Buffoon exposed mm. trying exposed himself trying to pay for alcohol with penis. 
Well, if you're going to pay with your penis, you have to expose yourself. <laughs> There's no other way around it. Because you have to show what it is. Did he try to swipe it in the credit card <laughs> machine? <laughs> They're like, please remove your penis. Insert chip. Insert chip. Please remove. Guy Willis was described by his own legal representative as a buffoon <gasps> for his actions. The 34-year-old was charged with exposure with the particulars of the offense stating that he intentionally exposed his genitals, intending that someone would see them and be caused alarm or distress. He appeared to be sentenced yesterday, Thursday, at Warrington's Magistrate's Court, where he was told that his actions were, quote, highly unpleasant. Opening the case, a Crown Prosecution Service representative explained that the incident occurred on April 30th this year at approximately 1 p.m. The defendant entered a convenience store in the Orford area to buy some alcohol. When he was asked to pay by the shop worker, Willis dropped his shorts and underpants to his ankles, exposed his penis, and said, Can I pay with this? <laughs> I mean, technically it's wrong. <laughs> but that is very buffoonish, I have to say. <laughs> Can I pay with this? The worker promptly told him to pull his pants up and pay for the alcohol. I like that the worker wasn't immediately just like, get out of the store. He's like, come on. Just pay. Yeah. Just pull your pants up. Luckily, he doesn't seem like he was trying to be intimidating in any way. He's just drunk, which is sad. He sounds very drunk. The defendant was identified through CCTV, which recorded the incident, and Willis gave no comment to officers' questions during his police interview after being arrested. The court was told that Willis had six previous convictions for 11 offenses. He pleaded not guilty to the offense after being charged and was convicted after a trial. In defense of his client, experienced solicitor Gary Heaven referenced how nobody had to attend court to give evidence, with this not being a situation where witnesses were put through the anxiety of cross-examination during the trial. I struggle to find from my experience a more misjudged example of buffoonery than this, he said. He was always going to be identified and come to the attention of the police. One has to question what what on earth was in his mind at the time. Mr. Heaven added that Willis had been drinking at the time, made a mistake and is not drinking anymore, and that no other customers or children were present in the shop at the time. So he has been ordered to go to rehab for 30 days, and have a 90-day alcohol monitoring requirement. Oh. And he has to sign the sex offender registry <gasps> for five years. Oh, dang. I mean, it sounds like this guy has a record of we exposing. Don't know what. And drunkenness. Drunkenness and exposing himself. It's got to be a low moment when your lawyer's like, yeah, my client's a buffoon on the record. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've... I know we've covered a case, like an old-timey one, where the defense was, my client is too much of an idiot to commit this crime. Right. That has to be embarrassing. And you're kind of like, well, just get me off. Right. Say whatever you need. Just say what you <laughs> need. Humiliate me. They're like, they're like, your honor, my client is a moron. Yeah. Anyway. And our final story is about another truck spill. The last time we talked about a truck spill, 40,000 meatballs had spilled onto the highway. We've obviously talked about the famous Alfredo sauce mm-hmm. spill from last summer. The tomatoes. Yeah. The pesto that I believe happened. 
Right. We haven't confirmed that there was actually a pesto spill, but Desi believes there was a pesto com- completing the triumvirate of Italian sauces. Yes. Well, what's happening now? We got some spaghetti. <laughs> we don't. This is not oh. Italiano. This is from the Charlotte Observer. North Carolina truck driver ran red light, spilled hams <gasps> and meat on busy Monroe Highway. And hams? Hams. So Christmas hams. Yeah, because yeah. this is from two weeks ago. <gasps> Mm. An overturned tractor trailer spilled, ver- quote, various meat products, Ooh. including hams, along <laughs> Highway 74 in Monroe on Monday morning, city officials said in a statement. The truck was going eastbound on Highway 74 and ran a red light at the intersection of John Moore Road and the highway just before 7 a.m., according to the city. It collided with the vehicle, then left the roadway and overturned in a parking lot just off the highway. I think it's, um, at least it overturned in a parking lot. The hands. I hope no one, oh, both drivers had minor injuries. I'm glad no one died. No. The city statement said, and the truck driver was, quote, charged with running a red light. (gasps) Ooh. That's embarrassing, too. You're just, you think think no one's going to notice you running this red light, and the next thing you know, you've spilled hams in the road. Well, maybe he felt like he wasn't, he was going too fast to stop for a yellow. You know oh, how that yeah. happens? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, have this huge truck of ham. Mm-hmm. You're like, I got to keep <laughs> trying to defend him. <laughs> oh my God. I almost choked to death because you were defending. <laughs> The huge truck of ham making it to Christmas dinner on time. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I got this huge truck of ham. Yeah, you know. You know how it is. He <laughs> So he's charged with running a red light. Um I get yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. We'll keep you posted as Look. always on other <laughs> sauce and meat spills. There's a lot. Across America. I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> but not because I'm laughing, but because I was choking on my coffee. Yeah. Um, let's uh, take a quick break. Okay. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi. Yes. I know what I'm not watching this week. And that's all my reality shows because they all took a break for the holidays. Oh, that's right. I noticed that with um, Salt Lake. Salt Lake City's off this week. 90 Day Fiancé's off this week. It's been quiet over here. Um, I watched hours of Potomac. You did? Real Housewives of Potomac. That's what I should have been doing. Melon's decided to chime in. So I'm on season four now, and apparently, because I, I, Kara Berry is the only person I know who's watched it. I mean, I might know other people. So I, I keep like, because I don't know, I still, I, you know, I've talked to you about this before, where you watch an re- old reality show and you like don't really have any grounding. Like, who do we hate? Right. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You kind of yes. have your opinions, but you don't have the community of it. Yes. And I, I was like, oh my God. I told her like this thing I was starting, this episode, season four starts off with, maybe it's like the second episode is outrageous. And she's like, this is the greatest run of episodes right now that you're getting into and like whatever in their Potomac history. Yeah. Uh, and it's accurate because I, I went to sleep last night watching it up to like 2 a.m. I woke up late because I had, you know, I traveled yesterday. So I woke up at like 10 a.m. and immediately started watching it after I got coffee. <laughs> wow. I had to watch it. Yeah. No, I'm just whatever. I, I'm unfortunately, I don't have. I, I wasn't like watching anything too new this I, it was just a very busy Christmas. Yeah. It was very busy. Like I got up in the morning every single day for like the past four days and just baked. And then yeah. ate a bunch of food and hung out with people. I was also busy, but that was like my end of the night fall asleep thing. Yeah. And then it ended up keeping me up too late. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw Avatar 2, I saw The Glass Onion, I haven't seen the menu yet. I really want to see the menu. And I don't know if it's out of theaters yet, if it's streaming yet, or if I I have to go to the theater and see it. I'm not sure, but I do want to see that. But that's on my list. I'm looking forward to um, Plane. 
Oh yeah. Coming out. I, I just really found out about that. this. Okay. Explain plane to me. I don't exactly know, but I think Gerard Butler is a pilot <laughs> and something happens to a plane where it like crash lands and then they get invaded by like, I don't know, terrorists or something or some kind of, you know, entity that's attacking them. Yeah. And I feel like this movie just came out of thin air because I just saw the poster for it like yesterday. I remember when they announced it because obviously I love Gerard Butler. Right. And I remember them announcing it, everyone on Twitter making fun of it because it was just like plane. It's about a plane and <laughs> something happens. Yeah. Basically. And I was like, this sounds awesome. I can't wait. And when I saw the more detailed description, even better. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's January. Okay. Well, that's really exciting for me. And Megan, I want to see that too. Oh, yeah, Megan. I, I I need to see that in the theaters. I watched the trailer and I literally, I was laughing out loud. Same. Because it looks very funny, like in an intentional way. It's right up my alley, that movie. Yeah. So that's definitely like get a group of people together and go see it in a packed theater experience. I, I just, I want to see it. Me too. I'm really excited about it. Um, is there anything else? That you're listening to, like podcasts, or are you reading a juicy novel right now? No, I am not. (laughs) Neither of us are reading anything. Um, Yeah, I'm not really listening to any new podcasts right now. I wish there was more to report on the media front, but there's just not. Because what were both of us doing for the past week? Eating. Right. And I think this is typically a lull in entertainment. Yeah. Right? There's like the movie that comes out on Christmas or comes out on streaming on Christmas, Glass Onion, and and then like, what else? Is There's there? not much, and then you don't have time. Yeah, I didn't have any time this week to do anything, so that's why we're doing a mini episode instead of a main <laughs> episode, which is fine because we're gonna have a great main episode next week. Well, I'll put the pressure on. <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on myself because yeah. it's yeah. my week, so I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking that into the universe. Uh, what did you eat this week? Oh my god! What didn't Just, you eat? What exactly? I well, first of all, pre-Christmas it was the night a lot of people were arriving, and I made um, really good chili verde, mm. and I made um, honey cornbread. Ooh! And everyone was losing their shit over it. <laughs> it was so good. I'm going to make it for New Year's Day when I make the black eyed peas Ooh. cornbread thing. Yum! So um, that. And then Christmas dinner, I did the traditional, like the British or the UK, like the roast beef, uh, Yorkshire pudding, the best, the best pudding, right? It's yeah. so good. And then, I mean, I made a lot of desserts. We had a really successful cookie decorating. Yeah, I, made I saw tons of cookies. My niece invented this cute dot technique, and then we all started doing it. It was really uh, lovely. So, yeah, I mean, everything was really good. It was just so much of it. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think if there was any. I made the um, apple upside down cake. Everyone was, loved it. We did have latkes again. Yeah. For um, one of the Hanukkah nights. That was really good. We got caviar. We did too. <laughs> you did? Okay. I had a Hanukkah party at my house. I don't know, like the fifth night of Hanukkah. Uh, with my brother and some other people, and he brought over a bunch of stuff, and he brought over caviar, and uh, that's like not something 
I eat very often at all. No, me either. And it was just like a total surprise. He surprised us with caviar and it was very exciting because like how often do you have that? Yeah. And so of course we're like dumping that on the latkes. (laughs) It's good. It was good. But I once again, I made even more latkes because we had had latkes together, just the two of us. Um, Because we we had to eat them. Yeah. We had to eat them. It was like the first night of Hanukkah. So I made like a huge batch. And then I made another challah. I made two challahs Mm. in the last week. Yum. I made one for the Hanukkah party. And then I made a second one just because, like the next day. Oh. I just like was like, I'm really into challah making right now. Did you do the same recipe? Yes. Okay. The Claire Saffitz New York Times recipe. So good. Yum. It was so delicious. Um, it's called like the only hollow recipe you'll need. And it's true. It's true. So like I ate a lot of it just like as is with butter, but then you're getting towards the end of the loaf and it's like two days old. So what do you got to do? You got to make French toast. Yes. So we had French toast for breakfast. Um, Maybe we should post some of our recipes on Patreon every once in a while. That's a really good idea. People always ask for them. I know. It would be easy to put them up there. I'm very flattered by that. That is a great Patreon idea. Yeah. Even if it's just, it's not our recipe, but ones we like that are tried and true. Yeah. People often write in wanting them and we can just have them in one place. Because like I do have certain go-to things that I cook that are my recipe for stuff Mm -hmm. or it's someone else's recipe, but these are my tweaks. Right. But I I, have those. Yeah. But I have a lot of stuff that is just, um, other people. Right. Especially things we talk about on minis. Yeah. Yeah. So I also made something for Christmas that I had never made before. I made potatoes au gratin, Mm. Martha Stewart's recipe. I was trying to be very French. Yeah. Martha Stewart. (laughs) Potatoes au gratin. Martha Stewart's recipe for that. And they were fucking delicious. I mean, cheesy potatoes. That's why that woman could only eat cheesy potatoes. I I related to that woman so hardcore just the past week because I feel like a majority of the things that I ate between Hanukkah and Christmas was potatoes. It's one of the best foods in, in the world. It's the most versatile vegetable. Yeah. It's, it's great with cheese. <laughs> it's great with cheese. There's multiple preparations, multiple flavorings. I could eat a potato every day. I mean, outside of bread, what's a better receptacle for fat? Potatoes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's great. I agree. And these potatoes had a lot of fat in them, and it was delicious. It was like the cream sauce layered with Gruyere cheese. Mm. Made it in my my Le Creuset braising pan, Ooh, which nice. is which is also the most versatile pan I have in my kitchen. That thing pays for itself. Yeah, I got it at an outlet store, so I did get a discount. But I I've had go it to that outlet. It's great, but I've had it for many years, and I use that pan for everything. I got some Le Creuset for Christmas. <gasps> That's a great gift. I got a butter dish, which I've been wanting. Yeah. I got a spoon rest. Ooh, and I got a a square. Baking pan, yeah, just like a ten by ten or eight by eight or whatever, yeah, which I wanted. I got a lot of food gifts mm. for Christmas. My cousin Karen 
she sent me a box of local cheeses, but local Ooh. cheeses from up north. Yeah. She and did this before, right? She's done this before. Yeah, it's and such I, a good gift. It's such a good gift for me specifically. We I ate a lot of cheese. I feel like I ate more charcuterie than they have on Salt Lake City this season. No, I was at the point like where I was Heather Gay. Yeah. I was like, I need a knife and fork food. Right. Because <laughs> I had eaten so much cheese board. I love it. I'll never be tired of it. Yeah. But, you know, it can it can be too much. They finally addressed that on the latest episode of Housewives of Salt Lake City that all they've eaten this entire season is charcuterie boards. We all were thinking it. Yeah. Someone finally said it out loud. And they do it on Potomac too. They just love that shit on Housewives. I think it's just like a good food to put out for guests. Because it looks pretty. Yeah. It looks pretty. I make a very good cheese board though. Me too. I would say um, like a majority of the stuff on my boards is cheese rather than meats. There's like a meat there. There's always like maybe one meat. Sometimes two. But I don't... I agree. Mine's majority cheese. But if it's a bigger spread, I'll put more meat. It really, if it's a small spread, only one meat though. Yeah. But I like all the other stuff. Me too. Um, and that's where I'm really good at mixing it up. Yeah. I would say I would love to get better at um, picking different cheeses because I get scared. Yeah. And then just use the old, the same old ones. I have So I would go-tos. like to experiment more with using different cheeses. I found a new cheese that I really like, though. They Ooh. sell it at Cookbook and they actually have it on the menu at Republique. Oh. So I'm going to Maybe we tell- should try it. No, it's really good. Um, it's like tulip something. Okay. It's like tulip. It's called Trillium cheese. It's like a soft triple cream. Type cheese. It's stinky. Not too stinky. Oh, but I, I got it. When I put together a cheese board around Christmas, I can't remember which meal it was. I got one that had like a pine, like a balsam leaf yeah, on it. Yeah. And when I, I, ha, I leave my cheeses out, obviously, before the board comes together. When you cut into it, it poured out mm, almost. I love it. And that. it was really good. Um, I love so I it. wish I had gotten the name of that one. This cheese is from Tulip Tree and it's called Trillium. And okay. according to Republique's menu, it's from Indiana. Okay. But they were selling that at Cookbook, and I tried that for the first time recently, and I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I Shout mean, out to that cheese place. I rarely have tried a cheese and been like, I don't like this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's rare. Yeah, it's pretty rare. I like most cheeses. Yeah, sometimes. And the other thing I never really do, but I... If I'm rec- if I have help, I'll do it. Is they're always kind of like want you to throw in like a sheep's milk or a goat's milk, yes, into the mix, yes. So that one, I'm I'm like I don't know those as well. Yeah. So um, the the cheese box that my cousin sent me was entirely goat's milk cheeses. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was all goat's milk cheeses, um, from some place called Penny Royal Farms. Okay. I think I've seen that. I just, I, it's not that I don't like them. I do. I yeah. just am less familiar with them. Yeah. I mean, I know goat cheeses, like the classic. Like the spreadable. Well, the one, that brand I love, the Purple Haze or whatever. Cypress. Cypress Cypress Farms. Farms. Yeah. They do a great goat cheese. I got a new version. Like we've had the fennel one. I think we've had like a lemon one. This one, I tried like a more um, chili one. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. I've seen that. I haven't tried it yet though. But the lemon, the Meyer lemon cheese from that brand is excellent. I've loved every one. They're so good. That's such a, that's like a great cheese. I made Um, cookies. I made, I made my mom's 
rosemary shortbread cookies. Yeah. That's another recipe I used to get asked a lot for. You gotta we, put it we up. We really need to compile these recipes, our go-tos. Yeah. It'll be fun. We're going to do it, and we're going to do it on Patreon. Maybe yeah. we'll just make it at the $1 tier. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's like a business decision we'll, we'll come up we'll with. We'll talk to our lawyers. We'll talk to our... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I made an apple pie. Oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't, didn't... Like, last year, I was like, I went full Christmas with my pie, and I did that mincemeat pie. Oh, yes. And I just was like doing something a little more basic. Well, I had a snafu on Christmas because me and my niece were baking so much, we ran out of flour. <gasps> and I was going to do that gingerbread Yule log yeah. cake that's really good. And I had no flour. Oh, so, no. But I had a shit ton of cream. So I made my butterscotch budino. Ooh. And everyone was like making fun of me because they're like, they're like, only you would be like, there, there's no flour. Well, I'll just whip up some butterscotch budino because we have to have dessert, even though we eat dessert every fucking day, twice a day on this trip. But I was like, no, you got to have dessert on Christmas. And the butterscotch pudding actually goes really well with the English uh, Christmas dinner. That's funny because that's what I sent my cousin who sent me the cheese. I sent her Moza's butterscotch budino. Oh, really? From Goldbelly. Oh, my God. That's nice. Because it's one of our favorite desserts. And you know what I was thinking? That would be really good with the rosemary shortbread. Yes. On the side. Yes. Don't you think? I think she offered, doesn't she, at the restaurant, don't they offer the budino with like a cookie? It's a cookie. But it's, it's a pine nut rosemary cookie. Oh, but right. But it's not a shortbread. Right. I've actually made those before when I was really extra. Yeah. Like the side cookies. And that pine nut cookie is excellent. It's really good. I've made like even just the pine nut brittle that goes on top. It's just like it's like a pine nut nugget, but it's like clear. It's not like the white one. Um, it's so good. Yeah, they're really they're definitely time consuming, which is why I don't do it all the time. Yeah, and I had no flour. Yeah, yeah. that's where you know you, you're with some hardcore bakers, right? When you run out of huge bags of flour, I had to have Brendan go to the store and get me more flour as well. I mean, that was like also where I was like, luckily I have four quarts of cream. I was like looking at cookbooks. I was like, I can make creme brulee. <laughs> Meanwhile, I cooked the whole dinner almost. Like yeah. I had sous chefs, but I had like five things. I had a million things going. Right. I was like the bear. I was just like, chef, like where is this behind you? Like it was hectic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was looking at recipes like a maniac. I was like, what cream desserts can I make? Mm. I mean, there's a lot. So there's that a lot. Out. No, I mean, I had fun. I really love cooking and stuff, but it was, it had gotten to the point where it was like, wake up, chug some coffee and immediately get in the kitchen. No, even the cooking decorating was an all day affair. Yeah. Like, cause I baked them in the morning and then I set up all those frosting stations. Like I had a hardcore setup and people would just come in and decorate cookies That's and so then cute. leave. It was really, it was really great. I was very happy because every cookie got decorated, which is rare. Right. You give up at some point. You give but up. But people were having the best time. So I was like so uh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> I really was happy. I was like, oh my God. Like I loved people coming in and decorating two cookies. That's cute. It was really cute. Yeah. And by the time I was like the last thing, the final thing I baked slash cooked was the apple pie that I brought over to my brother's house oh, for, okay. for Christmas dinner. And I posted on my Instagram stories. I was like, I'm done baking for like a month. I can't do this anymore. No. But now I kind of miss baking. I'm going to be honest. We got to do something for New Year's Eve. I'll think of something. We got to do. Yeah. We got one last hurrah. 
I'll think of something. Holiday baking. Okay. We'll plan that menu. We'll 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 spread the cheese board out a bit with some extra things. But not we'll keep it light. Cuz we're going to do a cheese board for New Year's Eve, but we got to have some other stuff too. Yeah. We with it's a still a work in progress. Right. Okay. Anyway, Bye. everyone say happy birthday to Desi this week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 